Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This episode on The Kindness Project, we talk about 80s retro, Papa Smurf and the first part of the interview is Saf Nazir from Helpful Peeps. I'm joined by Charlotte Dames, who would definitely eat kangaroo bits for charity. <laughs> Welcome to The Kindness Project. Well, um, oh, wow. I wasn't expecting, expecting you to use that immediately the week after. Okay, so <laughs> we call him Papa Smurf. Can we make this week's start of the Kindness Project uh, 80s retro edition? Because oh, in a couple of... No, keep it. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep that one for the for the eighties retro edition of the Kindness Project. I think we should have one because I tell you what I'm looking forward to. In a couple of weeks time, we're going to an eighties retro gaming festival yeah. where we get. To, I, I'm genuinely excited about this. We get <laughs> we get to play the eighties game Nightmare K N I G H T Mare live. That is going to be incredible. It's a bit excited about this. Now, if you don't know what the UK 80s, late 80s, early 90s uh, game Nightmare is, YouTube it. It's it's the most cheesy, but also the most incredible game show. And they're doing it live at this gaming festival we're going to in Canary Wolf. So oh, that'd be good. It's so be good. And apparently they've got 150 retro arcade cabinets all on free play as well. Nice. So that'd be good. So that's all good. So what was your intro? I forgot about I went on my 80s tip and then forgot about that. He's so old, we call him Harper Smurf. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I'd take it as a compliment because I could have been Gargamel, couldn't I? Was Gargamel the cat or was the... the oh, what was the cat? I can't remember. No, I can't remember. Um, I suppose it could have been worse. I mean, you could have picked a number of uh, characters from the 80s uh, cartoon world, like Skeletal, like Burke from Trapdoor. Like Penfold from Danger Mouse. You could have picked him. Oh, all right, okay. Like Tom and Jerry. Like Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry are old, though, and they're not really 80s. Like Schnarf from the Thundercats, do you know who that is? No. no. Okay. So who do you want? like Banana Man? Not you know who Banana Man is. You could have said he's so old he looks like Super Grand. You could have said that, but you didn't. You like. kept it. You kept it with Papa's Murph, which I which I really like. So are you still feeling hot this week? Because last week you were feeling hot. Still feeling hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. I'm still stuck in my head. Okay. And uh, tell me. Uh, shall we do, shall we move on very quickly to question of the podcast? Stealing my thunder. Oh, <laughs> sorry, darling. Do you want to do the Do you want to do the trailer? Stealing my thunder. What you doing, stealing my thunder? Wait, you stole my thunder. <laughs> what <are> you Zeus? <laughs> question of the podcast. Okay, this is a real good one. Uh, if you were of the opposite sex. For a month, what would you choose to do with that month? And Charlotte, I'm asking you, what would you choose to do with that month? Well, because I provided you with this question from a Truth or Dare website. You did. Um, what would you do? Mm, I don't know. 
This is a really difficult question, yes. isn't it? I, see, I'm, I'm quite happy to stand as a fella. I'd, I'd decide not to change. Yes, all right. Oh. <laughs> I said, this is a question I've heard, I've heard versions of this question. It's like, if you woke up as a boy, what would you do? And everyone always goes, I'd check your pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would. For kangaroo bits, or? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, it's because, like, yeah, but what, what, I mean, this is a weird one because, in what context are you waking up as you but as a boy version? Have you jumped to another boy's body? Have you, yeah, but you come downstairs, and the first thing you do is like scare your parents, wouldn't it? Yeah. But if you came down as a boy, be like, hello, what, what's going on here? If I came down as a woman, like, so if I come down, I'm sitting down for breakfast, I'll just go, all right, all right, good morning, Soph, good morning, Charlotte. Dad, why are you wearing a dress? I mean, that's going to be strange. Um, <laughs> so, something you say to me right now. Um, but um, that, that, the problem is, is the context. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do anything, would you? You wouldn't be wearing a dress, though, would you? You'd just be wearing your normal clothes. Well, are you saying if I was a woman, I wouldn't get the chance to wear a dress? You wouldn't own a dress. No, maybe. I, I might pitch one of mums. You never know. Yeah, if I came down in my normal clothes, people wouldn't bat an eyelash, actually, if I wore leggings. <laughs> bat an eyelash? Can you bat one eyelash at a time? I don't know whether you could do that. No, I, I just bat one individual eyelash. No, it's not too bad. But no, if hmm. I came down wearing my normal clothes, the only thing people worry about is me wearing leggings. <laughs> so, uh, so we can't work out... A question that we've selected for our own podcast, we can't work out what context. But feel free to answer the question any way you choose. You know, how would you, dear listener, um, what would you do if you woke up? Um, I'd become uh, one of the one of the boys from just like one of the boys. Yeah. Like you go down and watch football and all that business. No, would you? No, 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 no. no, what would you do? Where you'd log into Fortnite and spend all day there, would you? That's, that's the sort of thing you'd do. I love a, I love a bit of Fortnite, you know. Um, have I, no, 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 I'm not. You know, I haven't got enough time to do Fortnite like a sort of somebody who's meant to be educated full time and seems to spend half their life on Fortnite. I've got a business to run, I've got a job, and, I, and I'm studying, so uh, I ain't got time for Fortnite. But, and, and I don't do five hours a game in a day. And um, I host a, a little podcast as well. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. Um, so um, I've, I log into Fortnite, but because there's people who play... I like games, I'm a gamer. But there's people who play Fortnite who have been playing it for, like, forever. Like, sort of, they, they spend hours and hours and hours in that world. Every time I go in, I get shot straight away. So my tactic... I won a game of Fortnite the other day. I've only ever won one. And my tactic was just to hide in the toilet. <laughs> There's a virtual house with a virtual toilet, and my strategy was just hide in the toilet and wait for someone to come and find me, and it worked. And you shot me in? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my, the only game of Fortnite I've ever won, and probably will, uh, will ever win. Be proud of yourself. Oh, cheers. Uh, there's people out there who's never won a game of Fortnite, I've so. Okay, cool. I've never played a game before. <laughs> yeah, you got to play. You got to play a game of Fortnite to win a game of Fortnite, though. So it does help. Um, where can people get in touch with us about what yes. they'd do if they were the opposite sex? Uh, at Ola Kindness or 
Have you secured the domain name at kangaroobits? For charity. For charity.com. Uh, <laughs> or uh, all our kindness project at Kindness Academy email and you're on the Facebook. Uh, www.facebook.com forward slash the kindness project. Or Charlotte's going to say, after our conversation about eating unusual foods last week, Charlotte uh, is tempted to set up a little charity page where people eat unusual foods, including bits of kangaroo, for charity. So, and that's going to be, that's going to be what? At kangaroo bits for charity. <laughs> Have you done that yet? No. Oh. Oh, you know what? We're giving we're giving the game away. Somebody's going to secure that the domain name now. Oh, no, no, no. I bet I bet I bet friend of the show John Cook would love to secure kangaroo bits for charity. I'll get there before. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, should we move on to Connie's names? Yep. So you're right. You're just updating your Instagram while we're trying to do a podcast, Charlotte. I wasn't going to wait. We've got podcasts to record. So are you ready to record another episode of... Kindness Noon. Or is your Instagram too important? What edition are we on this week? Ooh. Um, illness. <laughs> it's a happy one, is it? No, Kindness no, News illness. I have, just... I have something on um, someone who did a kindness... Thing for cancer research. Okay. Not for cancer. So go on, cancer. <laughs> not we we are not in favour of cancer, no, obviously. Favor cancer. We're in fact in favour of the fight against cancer, yes. which uh, cancer research do. Go cancer research. We think is the go go cancer. The end of cancer. Right. Go on and tell us about this fight. Okay. Good a name as Carl Mumbopa, is it? I mean, we were talking about the French footballer on Kindness News a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, 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 and last week we were talking about good old Chrissy Lopez. And who have we got this week? Sarah Lanson. Yeah. Right, if you're, you know what, Sarah, I love you because you're obviously a really kind person, but your name. I can't turn into a old one-hit wonder like Christian. Is it Christian? No. Killian. Right. Tell us about. Okay. Tell us about your story. A year ago, Sarah Lanson sat in a heap outside hospital, stunned crying after being diagnosed with cancer. As she wondered how she would tell her family, she said, "These two amazing souls appeared, scooped me up, gave me a quiet room and a cup of tea, and said, you just take your time. We're here if you need us.'" She said, "To this day, the gratitude I feel for that act of kindness and understanding is immeasurable. This is my first introduction to the cancer care centre. Myself and friends have, and are continuing to benefit from this and other services of Duke against cancer." Twelve months later, the 47-year-old is now preparing to join thousands of people in the 2018 ASDA Fund... ASDA Foundation... ASDA, ASDA, other supermarkets are available. Supermarkets do do cancer research. <laughs> <laughs> um, other, other supermarkets do do stuff for charity. The 2018 ASDA Foundation York 10K on August 5th to raise funds for York Against Cancer. The Cancer Care Centre helped by providing practical support such as free minibus to beat radiotherapy appointment needs, wig clinics, along with small touches which Sarah said were equally important. 
She mm. said, the sort of support that just makes you feel a little bit better, such as make-up workshops, reflexology, a craft group, a holiday home group, respite. Most of all, the doors were always open for a cup of tea and a chat. You know what? I, I, I remember talking to somebody about the importance of for people who have got the news that they're suffering from a, such a... Uh, such a... Horrendous. Uh, yeah, shocking disease. Um, uh, just having somebody there to have a conversation yeah. with and just having somebody there to guide you through the changes you need to make in your life in them really tough moments. Yeah, because, you know, people are always trying to help. They're always trying to ask if you're all right. But sometimes people just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be easier to go to someone who does. Yeah. But also, sometimes you... I mean, I've heard it in the, in the past where people who get ill don't want to worry their family and friends. Yeah. So they don't talk about it. So having somebody just to talk to and just to say, we know, we know, we don't know how you feel, but we can understand because we've helped people yeah. like you in the past. I think that's really important. So uh, well done to that lady for understanding, like going through it. Is she okay now? Well, she's doing this run in August this year. She says she took up running to help get back to feeling a bit more like me. After her, uh, like her, after being poorly taken part in a run to raise funds for a cancer charity that has given me so much was an obvious choice. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you for that piece of kindness news. Mm. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll try again. I, I do this every week. It's fine. Thank I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> Thank you for that piece of kindness news. Oh, you're welcome, Father. So this week, Charlotte, we've got an interview, one of our interviews. Ooh. Uh, it's a guy called Saf. He runs a online platform called Helpful Peeps, um, and the platform effectively just connects people, good people, to other good people, just to help each other out. And we talk about how the platform works, uh, the most common way that people are helped, and much, much more. Do you want to listen? Yes, please. And today uh, by Saf from Helpful Peeps. How are you, Saf? You well? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yourself? Really good, thanks. Really good. In, enjoying the uh, enjoying the weather, but as we're recording this the day after England's <laughs> loss to Croatia, you know, it's it's not coming home, is it? It's just clearly not. <laughs> Maybe another four years' time. Maybe. Maybe the Euros. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I saw... The reason I asked you to come on the podcast is because I, I saw your, uh, your website, Helpful Beeps, and thought it's... Uh, really interesting project it's um something i hadn't seen before and i thought i'd get in touch for you to share it with our awesome audience so before we start talking about helpful peeps tell me a little bit about you uh sure so i'm half sri lankan and half japanese i think that's uh, uh, quite a unique combination okay uh, but i came over to the uk um about 15 years ago now okay um, came over for uni uh, fell in love with Bristol, um, and I've stayed ever since. Uh, and I'm now a naturalised British citizen. Um, and um, yeah, I think um, uh, did uh, economics and marketing at uni. Uh, went on to do a master's in management, uh, and then pre-helpful peeps, I spent uh, about seven years uh, in a corporate sales career. Okay. Um, and then kind of uh, left that all behind to start helpful peeps. Uh, Coming up to about four years now. Okay, fine. What made you take the jump in? Because that's quite a brave move, right? Yeah, I think um, the, the, 
There are a few contributing factors, but um, shout out to a TED talk that I that I watched um, by a guy called Stefan Sagmeister. Okay. Um, talked about the power of sabbaticals, and he made a very compelling case um, of living life in a way whereby rather than working from the ages of 20 to 65 and then taking your retirement, he makes the case for working for seven years and then taking a year sabbatical. Yep. Uh, and basically taking five years from your retirement years and dropping <coughs> into your working life once every seven years. And he says with enough forward thinking. <coughs> Most people in the first world should be able to pull it off. Um, and I was lucky enough to stumble on to that TED talk about three and a half years into my sales career. Okay. Uh, really bought into it, actually told my mom about it. And she goes, well, you've got three and a half years left. <laughs> uh, right, okay, cool. Uh, and literally almost seven years to the day, um, that was my, uh, I had that in the back of my mind. Obviously, a lot of other things happened as well. But mm. um, almost seven years to the day, I framed it as a sabbatical. Mm. Uh, and I took a year out, um, and the uh, I was 30 at the time, um, and basically uh, the story I told myself and my friends and family was that I'm taking a year sabbatical um, to work on uh, either a passion project or yeah. traveling. Uh, it was just a present to myself yeah. uh, for having worked hard for seven years and saved up. Um, and I was fortunately in a position where I didn't need to work for that one year. Yeah. Um, and then that's basically the headspace that allowed me to do something like Help Thieves, yeah. um, which, you know, isn't quote-unquote a practical business. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, uh, you know, what made me take the leap and, and kind of what led eventually to Help Thieves. And then four years later, so the sabbatical was lasted a long time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so the sabbatical came and went. Yeah. Um, and, and a year later, you know, the, the original plan was that, right, okay, if we don't make something of it by then, um, me and both uh, my co founder at the time, Simon, um, you know, we dust off our CVs and go get a, go, you know, go, go get a job. <laughs> but a year later, we were, we felt as though we stumbled upon something. Okay. Uh, it wasn't quite there yet, but we, we felt like we were onto something. And also, we felt like we couldn't let ourselves or our community down. I think yeah, that's gotcha. Uh, maybe we have, you know, 5,000 members, yeah. uh, ballpark. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we had all this lovely feedback, and, you know, it was really well received. Um, that we felt like, okay, we need to make a go of it. Mm. And that year sabbatical became two. Um, and then, yeah, now we're four years plus, actually, mm. that original journey. Yeah. Um, and we're still here, so it's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> you, know, you know what's interesting? I... I, I I think you're right. I think the nature of work is completely changing, isn't it? So, so you talk about those like save all the money and for for when you were 60. Um, actually, like sort of doing stuff when you're going to enjoy it and you're fit and you're healthy and you can try different new experiences makes perfect sense to me. Actually, the sort of yeah. mini retirement makes yeah. uh, great sense. So, tell me a little bit about helpful peeps. Sure. So the, the premise is really, really simple. We call it a platform for peer-to-peer -peer help. Okay. Uh, and as the name suggests, it is a platform, so a mobile app on iOS and Android and a website um, where individuals can help each other in their local community for free. Um, yeah. So it's a way to use technology to efficiently match people um, because we believe that everybody has skills. Yeah. Some of them are soft skills that we underestimate or don't even 
you know, attribute uh, to us having those skills, but we've all got yeah. those skills. Um, and if we can uh, efficiently connect people in a, in, in a, in a local neighborhood, uh, they can help each other out. Uh, and that brings people closer together. There's lots of um, ripple effects. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, we, that's what we're facilitating. The thing that makes us unique or special or interesting, in my view, is that all of the help that's given is given for free, which yeah. is super novel in the year 2018. Uh, it was also very, very novel in the year 2014. Mm. Uh, we don't live in a world where this type of thing happens anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that we look back on with nostalgia. But if we could, you know, bring back community spirit in the digital age, mm. um, that's what we are, are trying to do. Do you think people do free stuff for each other informally still? Or uh, do you... th- this is informally. This yeah. is quite informally. We think people do it, but yeah. it's done in a very limited circle. Okay. And that circle is getting increasingly smaller. Hmm. So yes, we do things for our, you know, our brother and sister, for our parents, you know, to our partner, uh, maybe some of our closest work colleagues or best mates. Hmm. But that circle is getting ever closer. Yeah, and the nature uh, of communities changing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, so what Help of is doing really is giving a you access to more quote unquote helpers. Yeah. Um, but also trying to make that circle larger for you. Um, and that has plenty of health and mental health yeah. benefits Great. Uh, as well. So uh, a book we talk about quite a lot in the podcast, I don't know if you've read it, um, but I'd certainly, I'd certainly give it a, a read, is a book by David Hamilton, The Five Side Effects of Kindness. Um, and uh, David is awesome at explaining how actually just being good to other people is, is an incredibly selfish thing to do because, um, because actually the health and well-being it provides you in terms of happiness and... Um, uh, and actually making you a healthier person is incredible. So I'll, uh, I would certainly, I would certainly recommend you give you give that a read. Um, do you, it wasn't a question I sent you, but I'm just curious about it. Really, do you think your um, heritage, your background um, from Sri Lanka and Japan, had an impact on how you see society? Um, I, I'm not sure if it's specifically, but okay. it's definitely given me. Um, and I've been really fortunate enough to have travelled uh, a lot. Yeah. So exposure to new cultures um, and looking at different people and the way they live life certainly gave me a broader perspective. Yeah. Because I think in certain cultures, certainly in Sri Lanka, um, you know, it's still uh, it's like going back in time, right? In yeah. The UK. So you've you've got extended families living together. You've got like a support network that's yeah. already built in, and there's almost this um, unspoken. Um, thing where you know you help a family member out and so on and so forth. And again, yeah. when I talk about the circle shrinking, that's shrinking because we no longer live in these extended families. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also because of you know urbanization and people moving to towns and so on and so forth. Um, you know, if you if you just moved to a new city and you're starting over, your your circle is practically zero, right? Yeah, gotcha. Um, and, and I think that's some of the challenges that we're that we're trying to solve. Um, and yeah, so I've I've been to Sri Lanka, funny enough, it was a few years ago. And I the reason I asked about that is because I found it one of the friendliest p- places I've ever been to in the world. So um, yeah, it's certainly a real community feel, and uh, certainly certainly feel welcome. And I've I've not been to Japan yet, but I'm I've I've actually booked my first trip 
for April next year. So I'm really oh, looking wow. forward to that. Yeah. Um, fascinated by the culture in Japan, you know, that yeah. sort of old and new and the combination and, and yeah, it should be, uh, should be good fun. So how did you come up with the idea of Helpful Peeps? So the idea, again, I think there were, you know, half a dozen contributing factors, but, but I remember very, very clearly uh, around about 2014, 2013, around about that time mm. when the idea was sort of born, um, there was kind of headline news, I think it was like Daily Mail, but it was like headline news across the UK that Britain was the loneliest um, uh, country in Europe, okay. the loneliest capital of Europe, so I remember okay. that. Uh, but beyond that, you know, between myself, my friends, my, my peers, um, we all kind of recognized that society was changing. In okay. Such a way that um, we were becoming, uh, you know, more insular. Yep. Uh, whether that's living in flats where you don't know your neighbors, whether it's being glued to your phone. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at society and, and, and the, the trajectory that we're on, uh, we're headed in a very clear trajectory, which is that with the likes of Deliveroo, uh, Avocado, and you name it, Uber, uh, you don't ever have to leave your house or interact with another human to, to live a f- quote-unquote fulfilling life in okay. because at the press of a button, everything is done for you. Yeah. And it's optimized for efficiency, yeah. um, and it's called the quote-unquote sharing economy, yeah. um, but your Uber driver is not your friend. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So It's a, it's a commoditized society, isn't it? Uh, you know, every, everything's uh, a commodity. Yeah, and, and yeah. sharing, you know, traditionally, sharing is, you know, if I've got... You know, a piece of cake and I share that, I give you that piece of cake and I'm sharing that piece of cake with Chris. If I then cut that cake into two and then sell it to two separate people, um, then that's the sharing economy. Yeah, economy. yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. so, so the, the, the marketing teams have done a great job with it, um, but it's not really sharing in mm. the traditional sense. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that helped these was, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we built a genuine sharing economy where yeah. we got people to share this, these skills, but also with people spending so much time on social media, looking at cat videos and the like, uh, would it be great if people used that time to actually connect in the real world mm. um, and you know have these meaningful interactions uh, rather than the transactional ones that, that we tend to have? Yeah. Uh, we thought that'd be really cool. That was kind of the, the birth of Helpful Beams. It was originally okay. called Barter. Okay. Uh, and people were going to barter skills with each other, and, and you know it started that way, and then it evolved over time to uh, to help people where you just paid it forward because yeah. we felt um, barter is maybe a backward step. Okay. Yeah. To be a forward step from where we were at the moment, uh, and you know, uh, kind of uh, an abundance mentality. Yeah. Um, whereas barter, you know, it's got connotations with haggling and things of that yeah. nature. So we wanted yeah. to go forward, and, and Helpful Peeps kind of was born through a series of, you know, um, evolutionary steps between sort of 2014 March to February 2015. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting point you make because if you've if you've got to swap something for something else in a, in a sort of barter arrangement that assumes there's a scarcity of resource doesn't it and the reality is uh, I'm a firm believer in there being abundant resource and, and by the sounds of it you are too so that's really interesting do you think uh, you know social networks especially recently have got uh, a lot of the bigger ones have got a decent amount of criticism um, but do you think and we, we debate on the Kindness Project quite a lot about whether um, uh, technology and social networks have the power to be good, do you think? Do you think that's true? Do you think they have got the power to be good? 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We can interchange technology and social networks, right? Uh, or the internet, right? Yeah. Um, and certainly it has the power to be good, um, and it has the power to be bad, right? And it, it, it's sort of, um, it's a tool at yeah. our disposal, yeah. uh, and it's down to individuals yeah. how they use it. Yeah. But the fact that it exists is a good thing. So, you know, social networks, um, you know, just, you know, a couple of things, Twitter and the Arab Spring, right? Um, the, you know, um, there's so many things that, so many good things, world-changing things that can happen with social media. Great. Uh, social yeah. network, and even things like um, uh, crowdfunding, right? Um, yeah. People's lives have been saved, and so all of these great things can happen, but equally, um, you know, unless you're conscious, uh, using it, the tool takes over, and then there are a lot of clever people at places like Instagram and Facebook mm. uh, that engineer the product to kind of suck you in and, mm. you know, they monetize your eyeballs, right? Yeah, so yeah. A bit of conflict of interest there. Uh, so if you're kind of, you know, uh, unconsciously using it, then, you know, it uses you. But, yeah. but certainly, in terms of a, a tool, uh, it has the power to be yeah. more than you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose it's, it's, it's a movement back into uh, sort of technology being used to be more human, right, as opposed to the other way around and you sort of losing that, that soft t- touch. And I know, I know on Helpful Peeps you talk about a karma score, so you've sort of, game, um, sort of uh, gamified kindness, right? Help me understand how the karma score works. Yeah, so when we, when we launched Helpful Peeps, we called it Welcome to the Karma Economy. Okay. Uh, and we wanted to, you know, the current economy is run by cash, I suppose, and we wanted uh, Helpful Peeps to be a place where it was run on kindness. Mm. Uh, and we called it karma because it, through the nature of Helpful Peeps and paying it forward and, and not bartering and, and not having this direct yeah. exchange, the idea is that you help with no expectation of reward, yeah. but, but there's an understanding that it's likely that you're going to get help uh, as and when you need it at a point in the in future. The future. Yeah, yeah. And that's very much this notion of, you know, uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction of karma. So it's not really used in a religious context, but in very much a physics context. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we, we like the idea of karma and we thought, okay, a little bit of healthy competition uh, in a world where everybody collects points, whether it's Abios points or Tesco Club yeah. points or Instagram likes or Twitter followers, yeah. wouldn't it be great if people could have a bit of healthy competition around who's doing the most good. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so that was kind of the, the idea behind the karma score. And at the moment, it's it's highly unsophisticated in that you earn karma uh, every time you help somebody else. Uh, you earn karma every time you invite somebody to helpful thieves because that increases the pool of helpful people and therefore has a knock-on effect. Uh, but it's very unsophisticated in that regardless of whether you gave me a restaurant recommendation or helped me move house for eight hours, uh, you still get the same amount of karma. Okay. But as we go forward, we aim to make karma more sophisticated so that people get the right amount of karma. It's never going to be perfect. Yeah. We, we, we want to we want your karma score to reflect the actual contribution. Okay. Uh, quite doing just yet, but it will do in the future. And beyond that, we'd love to uh, surprise and delight our members who have karma with um, with things. So there's scope for us to have things like brand partnerships. Um, and you know, when people reach a certain karma milestone, maybe they get something. Yeah. Uh, you know, we haven't quite figured everything out, but we know that 
there's huge potential for us to do something really cool with Karma. Um, and so all we tell our members is, hey, just keep collecting it. Uh, it's going to get real good someday. So keep keep collecting it while we work out what to do with it, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, that that's that raises an interesting point because I suppose uh, I, I, like the concept is incredible, and uh, certainly, uh, certainly, sort of. Uh, helping other people out just because it's the right thing to do sounds great, but gamifying that as competitive humans we all like. But how do you how do you eat? So so is there a business model behind Helpful Peeps or is it just a project you love doing? How, how, how's it going to work? Yeah, so we, we, we see ourselves as a tech startup on a social mission. Yep. It's definitely a, um, a business. Yep. We'd love for it to become a global business with millions and millions of users. Um, but in terms of the, the commercialization, that's the tricky part. And I yep. think at the moment, um, we have a, uh, quite recently, about two months ago, we launched uh, what we call Patrons. And that's the first time in, in three plus years um, where we've done anything, uh, where, where we've actually created a mechanism where anybody could give us money. Yep. Uh, and it came about because people would email in saying, hey, how can we support you guys? Yep. Uh, we, have, you know, we have about 750 volunteers, what we call community champions, that help us promote help of themes in neighborhoods across the country. But people have also asked us, how can we help you guys financially? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we launched patrons, and basically what that is, is a pay-as-you-feel donation. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's monthly, so we ask people to pass on a, on a latte, or a glass of wine, or a pizza. So it's three, five, or ten pounds a month, uh, and you become a Health of Peeps patron, yeah. uh, and you get a little patron badge next to your name. Uh, but that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any special features or anything like that at the moment. Um, but that's something that we rolled out a few months ago, uh, and we've got a small cohort of members that are contributing regularly. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's, that's all we've done to date. Uh, we, we, we're not really uh, that interested in the advertising play. Yeah. Because, you know, then you fall into the trap of, you know, you need to monetize eyeballs, right? Yeah. Uh, what yeah. we want to do is to use tech to get people to connect in the real world. Yeah. Spending hours and hours on our well, the driver changes, doesn't it, when you're looking at that sponsorship angle? Yeah. But but yeah, no, 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 that's really interesting. So that was Saffron help, Helpful Peeps. We've got another, the other half of the interview next week. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a love song. Blue, it's a love song, is it? Blue. Who's it about? No, 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 it just sounds like a love song. And also there's a bit that goes, um, you were red, uh, I was red, you were blue. Uh, you turned me into a lilac sky and decided purple wasn't for you. And I just... Oh, that's a great line. Who's that by? Oh, I can't remember. I just love the song. It just makes me really emotional. Uh, so you don't know, is it from a show? Is it from a... No, it's Just not. you've heard it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um... We've started, sorry. We've started. Sorry. But it's now the beginning of the end. It's the end. And we're going to have a really short ending this week because for the first time ever, nobody answered the question of the podcast. No, like literally nobody. Like, it's not like five comments or sort of like one comment. one comment or two comments. Like normally, like for the good ones, we get 30 odd comments. 
for the ones that just don't inspire people and they don't want to answer, we still get one or two and people go, okay, I'll try and answer when this. Did, when did you post it? I posted it this morning, so I may not have given it enough yeah, time maybe to. Not. But but usually, as soon as I post it, people go right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna um, contribute. So I might be coming back to you next week, listeners, and saying, actually, I didn't give it enough time to. Billions. We've now we now people have thought about it. They're gonna give it a go. But like, um, what's the last dream you? What's the scariest dream you've ever had? What's the weirdest dream you've ever had? People have avoided this one. Like the plague, they don't like this question. And if you don't know what the question was, it was, "What's the weirdest thing you ate?" <laughs> I remember us talking about this actually. Yeah, but I don't think I think it's just one of those ones where people are going, "I ain't telling you the weirdest thing I ate. Leave off." And it's also the weirdest thing I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't know whether that's the reason they're saying like they're not answering it, but I think we've got to go back to just like triviality, haven't we? Like muppets and uh, clocks. Clocks. And I like clocks. They're nice. Clocks are good. I don't know why you started mentioning clocks. <laughs> I saw a clock on the wall and I was like, yeah. that's a very nice clock. We're recording this in our office, which is above a library, and, and the clock says... Read, 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 read. Let's talk about words that are like read. So there's two different types of read. You can read a book and you can pick up. Are reads. you just filling because we've yes. got no answer to okay, the podcast? Okay, well, think of more words that are like that then. Well, oh, sorry, are we just gonna? Yes. Are we just gonna like have a bit of a random introduction at the end of the podcast because yes. we haven't got enough? Yes content to cover the podcast why don't we just end it right here it's boring <laughs> it's fine people have had their feel they've had plenty of content from us this week next week maybe our listeners can contribute a bit more and we'll have a better question yeah okay cool uh, and on that note listeners apologies we apologize uh for having no content. I did try and make more content. It's actually your fault, <laughs> listeners, because you didn't, Don't blame them. you didn't answer the question. But uh, until next week, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.